0: Welcome to the Tanakh podcast. Today, Joshua chapter 15, Yehoshua Perek tetvav. Today in chapter 15, we see the borders, we transcribe the tribal portion of Yehudah. And were we to be in a classroom with a map, we would have a fun time looking at all the different places and understanding the geographical location of many of the features. But it's difficult to do in a podcast. Instead, we're going to focus on the second word of this parsha, of this perak. It says, The lottery fell to the tribe of Yehuda. What is this lottery? What is it? And we already had that in the previous chapter where we saw talk about Bagoral Nachlatan Kashe Siva Hashem, Hashem Biad Moshe that there's meant to be some sort of lottery according to God. How does the lottery work? Now the plot thickens when we look at the Torah because the Torah says something, two statements which seem contradictory. If you look at Bamibar, the book of Numbers, chapter 26, Peret Chavav, it says it lists all the all the people of Israel and then it says these are the people to whom you shall divide the land in other words to a large tribe you should have a larger area and to a smaller tribe numerically you should apportion a smaller area okay that's great so the country will be divided proportionally, and if a tribe has 30,000 families, then it will get a certain amount. But a 60,000 family tribe will get double the portion. Obviously, you have to take into account the terrain, and all the commentaries talk about this. But the very next line, Perek Pasuk Nunhe says, But you should do it according to a lottery. Whether the tribe is large or small, you should use a lottery. If you're doing it, if you're calculating it according to the numerical uh, population, then it's going to be a calculation which is done very precisely and carefully. But when we have a, a lottery, how is the lottery going to function? You know, sometimes we use a lottery, we assume that it's random. For example, I don't know, at the beginning of a football match, they toss a coin, heads or tails. So is that what's happening? Is it meant to be that you put everything into a basket and, and then it's sort of random, so, so it's fair? But the whole idea is it's not fair, it's, it, it's calculated. So how is this going to work? Various solutions are proposed. For example, the Ramban suggests that the Goral, the lottery, tells you the general area of settlement. You're in the north, the south, the east and the west whereas the calculation divides and apportions the land between different families, maybe even an internal division, or possibly gives the outer borders of the size of the tract of land. However, um, there there are other commentaries, like the Saffarno and Rashi, say something very different. And if I turn forward here in Sefer Yehoshua to chapter 18, We'll see maybe the function of the goral in an interesting way because there there are a bunch of tribes who don't get going by themselves and Joshua has to urge them to go and seek out their Nachalot and it tells them he tells them each that they should go around the land and they should write down their tribal portions and he says and when you've done all of that have bring the calculations to me lachem goral po lifnei Hashem alohinu. I will cast a lottery before Hashem, our God. So what exactly is happening there? And if you look at Baba Batra, which Rashi quotes here, Rashi in Bamidbar quotes, he, he explains the, the process that happens. He says that this lottery would take place by the high priest, Elazar, the high priest, he would be wearing the breastplates of the Kohen Gadol, which was some sort of oracle, and Joshua and all of Israel was he standing there. This is Baba Batra, page 122. And there was a kalpi. There was a, a, a sort of a, a, a basket in front of him. And all of the portions were there. And he said that then the, the Talmud continues and says, Elazar would use his divine spirit. And he'd say, Zavulun should go to Akko. And then they would There'd be two baskets, one with the different tribal portions and one with the tribal names. And suddenly he'd pull out Zavulon and Akko. And there it would go together. And then the next time he'd turn around and say, Naftali will go to Ginosar, which is by the Kineret. And he'd say that already previously. And then suddenly he'd pull out the Naftali uh, piece of pottery, let's say, or piece of wood, and Ginosar. What I find interesting about this and indeed, this is what the Sforno says: is that indeed they would sort of calculate everything, la rav tarbet nachlato or maat But then the lottery was really there; um, it was done in front of the Ark. It was done with the High Priest. It was there almost to bestow a divine blessing or a divine mandate to. Um, to this portion. As if to say, we've worked it all out, but do we get the heksher? Do we get the final approval for God? And this is a very, very different type of lottery. This is a lottery whereby it's not there to make sure that it is equal or fair or random, but it is actually there almost as a a sort of a divine sign that this has been determined by God. Now, this relates to a further issue. Did the tribes know where they were going before they actually went. How did they know where to go? And here's something fascinating. When you look at the Torah, for example, if you look at the blessings of Jacob in Bereshit, Perak Memtet, Jacob's on his deathbed. And for example, he snubs his firstborn son, Reuven. And look, Reuven ends up in the Transjordan, sort of half in and half out of the country. He tells Shimon and Levi, because of the massacre they performed in Shechem, that I will scatter them in Jacob and I will apportion them out in Israel. And funnily enough, Shimon doesn't have his own tribal boundaries, and Levites are divided into 48 cities. Yehuda is given an interesting blessing. He is told there in Breshit um, a, a blessing of vines and a blessing of, of halav. And uh, in other words, grapes and goats. And he's given the the tribal portion of the Judean hills, which is perfect for the agriculture of wine and for goats. Whereas Asher, I Asher Alachmo, Asher is blessed with olives, Shemen, and that's the, the, the Galilee. Zavolun yamim Zavolun is told that he would be by the sea. And indeed, that's where he ends up. And Yisachar Chamon Garen Rovets Ben Hamishpatayim. Yisachar is meant to be between the Mishpatayim, between the borders. We find him ending up in Emek Israel, the Jezreel Valley, between the hills of the Gilboa and the hills of the Galil, Ben Hamishpataim. And last of all, Joseph, where it says, "I've given you Shem Echad Alachecha." And what do you know? Joseph is in the port- Joseph. Joseph is given the city of Shem. Now, admittedly, Bereshit 49 is poetic in style, and these directives are more in the nature of allusions rather than clear statements. But the correlation between blessings and tribal lands is pretty striking. So is it all predicted? Is it preordained? I think what we might say is that the tribes had a pretty good idea of where they were going. Maybe this went all the way back to Jacob. Maybe it was figured out over time. They knew where they were going. The precise borders were calculated very precisely so that everybody had the right amount of land. But the goral is there. It is cast by the high priest. It is cast in front of the ark. And the sense is that this just hasn't been something that we've calculated through some sort of actuarial calculation or geographical assessment, but then indeed that everyone gets the blessing of God. And therefore, after all the calculations have been made, the leader, Joshua, the high priest, the ark, all get together. And however exactly the goral, the lottery worked, it was there to give people a very strong sense that God was sending them out, that God was assigning them their land, and that their land had been received by HaKadosh Baruch Hu, by God himself. Have a great day. See you tomorrow.